Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, and welcome to this edition of the Bluetech Tasting Menu. My name is Divya Inna. I'm a water technology market analyst at Bluetech Research. Bluetech Forum 2017 is just around the corner with four weeks to go. And as you may know, we're hosting a series of different roundtables this year. But one in particular I'd like to highlight to you. Bluetech, together with CDP, will lead a session focused around the A-list companies. This session will be an interactive roundtable format meeting where industrial and utility end users will be invited to identify key innovation challenges in their business, the challenges they have and the solutions that are required. Corporate companies will outline the industrial needs and challenges they face. The session will also detail their experiences of working with technology companies and provide example case studies. Now, to give you an idea, participating companies include Irish Water, Microsoft, Nestle, L'Oreal, Anglin Water, ABP Food Group, the US EPA, and the Metsa Board. We'll announce more in the next coming weeks. So this week, we've caught up with Nestle, who will share with us some summary points on what they'll discuss on their roundtable at the forum. We also then chat with Menno Holtemann, CEO of Nyhouse Industries. Nyhouse Water Technologies is a leading provider of water wastewater treatment technologies based in the Netherlands. Menno will be giving a keynote speech where he will provide an overview of key industrial market trends. He'll also be facilitating a roundtable on the topic of corporate sustainability and the circular economy, which very much ties into the theme of this week's podcast. So without further ado, let's get started. The concept of circular economy is a broad one, but in general, it is the principle of being less dependent on finite resources and transitioning to renewable resources. It also presents an opportunity to accelerate and scale up recent scientific research and and drive advanced technology adoption. A number of companies that I mentioned earlier, the A-list companies of corporates, will With them, there's certainly a need for new technology solutions to enable them to go beyond their current targets or sustainability goals. And this really drives the question for this week, which is, how can we incorporate the idea of circular economy in the water sector? Let's first hear from Nestle on some of the work they've been doing in this area. We have Michael Corkery from Nestle on the line. Nestle will present at this year's Blue Tech Forum in June as part of a series of roundtables we're doing just for corporates. Um, Michael, thank you for joining us today. We have many listeners who are interested to know how water affects Nestle, but perhaps to start with as an introduction, can you explain to us what your role is within Nestle's water corporate management? Okay, so my name is Michael Corkery. Irish. I'm working for Nestle for the last eight years in in the headquarters in Switzerland. Um, I'm working in the corporate engineering department uh, and I'm responsible for water management in our 450 or so factories worldwide. Now, sustainability is increasingly a priority for companies in that we see water risk is, is affecting their bottom line. And I suspect Nestle is no different. One of Nestle's key business principles is water conservation by cutting water consumption. How is Nestle meeting its current sustainability goals to manage water more effectively? Yeah, so we are currently on track to meet our 2020 commitment on water. So we have a 2020 commitment to reduce our water consumption versus our consumption in 2010 by 35 percent. Wow. Per meter cube per ton. Mm-hmm. Finished product. Um, so we're, we're, we're 
we're still on track. We've we're about 25% achieved by 2016. So we've essentially in, uh, need to meet about 3.5% each year until 2020 to, to meet the target of minus 25%. Um, so we, we have been, you know, we have a, a number of initiatives. Uh, I suppose everything can be um, under the umbrella of what we call the three R's. So we have the reduce, reuse and recycle. So we're, we're asking all our factories to optimize their water consumption, to, mm-hmm. to have basically what we call target setting and using um, different tools that we have internally where they can see what uh, our factories have done, other factories have done in terms of reducing their water consumption and then applying, the, if you like, the same best practice in, in their factory. That's for all our factories. Then, for a certain number of factories, which are in, I would say, high water scarcity or water stress locations, we 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 go even further. Uh, so we in these factories, we you know invest in technologies that allow us to reuse and, and recycle water back into the processor. Particularly, for example, a, or what we have is you know dairy sector, particularly is milk water. So it's, it's, we have fresh milk coming in the factory, and essentially to make a powdered product or a liquid concentrate product, we evaporate a lot of the water off, off the milk. Um, and this water is actually of very high quality, and with, with some simple treatment steps, we can we can reuse this water as, as drinkable water back in our process. So that's just an example of, of how far we can go in certain factories. And in one of our factories in, in Mexico, in fact, we made as a completely zero water withdrawal factory by using the, the milk water. Whoa, yeah, I know the three R's something that we've heard from other uh, large corporates too. You mentioned dairy products is obviously one of Nestle's biggest biggest products, along with other culinary products and, and other beverage beverage products too. So with, with the diverse products that Nestle has, what are some of the key challenges in treating the different types of wastewater, you know, especially when you talk about water reuse? Yeah, so, um, we have, I mean, we have, yes, this is a big challenge because we have um, many different products, ranges, and in, in some factories we have seven different products even on the one site, which means that the water in each of our factories can be, can be somewhat different. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the biggest challenges we have are with um, some of the products that generate a lot of color in, in the wastewater, particularly of our soluble coffee, um, which is in our beverage division. So coffee tends to produce a, a wastewater which has, has quite a high amount of color. And even though we treat this wastewater to meet the local norms and to meet our internal standard for um, COD and BOD and, and suspended solids, for example, um, the wastewater can even still have quite a lot of color. And even though this color isn't really of any negative impact on the environment, it, it does have can give a negative image, let's say, of our, our, our wastewater. So, so we have to have to apply some technologies to to reduce the color and to eliminate the color in our in our effluent. Um, so, so some of those technologies are membranes, and they actually allow us then, on on, on if you like, on the positive side, to have actually a, a very high quality of, of water at the outlet, which we can eventually reuse in our in our cooling towers, for example. Right. 
Great. Thanks. Thanks very much for speaking with us, Michael. We look forward to meeting you at the forum and certainly attending your roundtable. To the wider audience out there, Michael will be hosting a roundtable at the forum and will be, will be presenting Nestle's interest in water in terms of what Nestle's industrial needs are and how does Nestle plan and select its, its new water technologies. We look forward, Michael. Thank you. That's Next, Paula Callahan, Bluetech Research CEO, along with Natasha Wiseman and myself, will speak to Nyhouse Industry CEO Menner Holtman on key trends in the industrial market. The keynote will provide a global perspective on trends in industrial water management. Nyhouse is uniquely positioned because of the global reach that you have, but also the connection to your clients and your ability to know what they're doing. And when we spoke, you mentioned examples from Argentina to Ghana to to Russia to Asia. And that allows us to build a picture which brings in water reuse, energy neutrality, food, water nexus, and a lot of interesting themes. So then I'm hoping you can give a note on what you'd like to speak about. All right, okay. I still remember uh, our first Bluetech participation in uh, San Francisco followed by the Amsterdam meeting. And I remember from those days that there was a big discussion about um, how to get more involvement of uh, different industries in solving some of the water challenges around the world, uh, driven by water scarcity, driven by uh, the lack of groundwater, uh, aquifers drying up, etc., etc. I believe that the industry is really making a lot of progress. Um, and that's what we also see um, in, all, in a lot of our projects around the world where our teams and where my colleagues are challenged to solve um, uh, some, some of the real challenges but also by bringing uh, integral, integrated solutions. And I think that's a big challenge because we have seen over the last couple of years that um, solving the water challenges was basically going in a step-by-step approach. And now you see that uh, clients are really asking for um, an integrated solution, including, for example, operation and maintenance. Um, I think that's a, that's, that's a seismic shift. Uh, we also see that a lot of industries, um, and especially those you also have invited to participate now in Dublin, are making water reuse, for example, mandatory. And let's say till about two years ago, uh, water reuse was uh, always requested on a refill project, but seldom implemented because of the high cost uh, and not having, let's say, a business case to pay back the investment. And now we see that all these large corporations have decided to make water reuse mandatory. And not only on greenfield projects, but already on a lot of brownfield projects and upgrades and expansion of existing plants. We see that water reuse now is becoming um, a, a part of the integrated approach they're implementing to um, reduce their water footprint uh, inside the plant and looking for ways to operate in a more sustainable and circular manner. 
Yes, exactly. Uh, at the forum, we'll get more into in, into more detail, such as what factors have contributed to that shift. I mean, those changes you've seen over the past four to five years. We'd like to hear hear your thoughts on if you think it's corporate social responsibility. Is it the ability of solution providers to deliver integrated packages now that make it easier for clients, or if there are any other factors that are involved? But um, we'll certainly like to hear more about that, Menno, at the forum. But we see, once again, that these global key accounts are taking their responsibility and starting to implement these kind of measures. And I think it's a matter of time before some of the uh, uh, clients will also start to use, especially in areas where water scarcity is, is, is having a serious impact, that also effluent is going to be used in some of their primary costs. Yeah. I think that's one of the questions which that we could discuss during the forum. Uh, what is Why are certain industries hesitating to reuse treated effluent in, the pro, in their process? Um, how can we influence the marketing people um, to, uh, to deal with that in a different way? They need a massive amount of water and nutrients. So the same amount of water which they need in a town of 800,000 people is going to be, or uh, five to 600,000 people, is going to be needed to serve such a large greenhouse. If you are already running out of water in the town, how are you going to serve your needs in such a large greenhouse? I was interviewing um, a gentleman last year talking about halophytes and the change to salt-tolerant um, crops. Is that something that you've seen or have been close to? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely of interest. But again, if you talk about some of the vegetables, eh, if you talk about tomatoes, cucumbers, um, if you talk about salads, um, then they cannot grow on saline water. But the big question is, is there going to be a solution to deal with the, um, uh, the demand? Um, you know, if, if you look to the amount of tomatoes or cucumbers which are required to serve a city like Beijing, uh, these cannot be grown on uh, uh, the open agricultural land. Therefore, you need to have a more intensified um, uh, environment. Thank you, Mano. That's that was great. Very, very useful for us to know what what will be discussed at the forum. We look forward to attending your roundtable. Well, we've heard some very interesting uh, points that Mena was raised and, and even earlier from Michael Corkery. And next week, we'll be speaking to two other corporates from two different industries. We'll be speaking to L'Oreal from the cosmetic industry, as well as ABP Food Group. Uh, that'll talk to us about their fat recovery and water reuse goals. Look forward to seeing you guys then. Thank you.